0: Uh, so, neural divergence is an umbrella uh, word for things like ADHD, uh, autism, Asperger's syndrome, and anything to to do with the brain. Mm. And in relationships, that can cause a lot of friction, where people think that's like, "Oh, you're a narcissist," or "You just don't respect me because you're always interrupting my conversation," or "You're always late," or "You, you know, I ask you to." you know take out the garbage to take the dog for a walk and pick up some milk and you might do one of those things and it and it might be something that it's the same things that repeat over and over so to uh, a person that is not ADHD they don't get it they don't understand why it's not it it just seems like the other person is being disrespectful in reality they're not it's an actual physical neurological difference in the structure of the brain.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Happy Home Podcast. My name is Taya Luku, your host on this show. Do you know that getting married to the absolute love of your life does not guarantee you a life of unending happiness? Truth is, you can very quickly go from deliriously happy to miserable and frustrated, but you don't have to, and that's where this podcast comes in. On this show, I'll discuss real issues couples face on the journey to finding happiness in marriage, and I will also be sharing great tips that can help you intentionally create the marriage of your dreams and build a truly lasting happy home. Follow me on this journey. Please stay tuned. Welcome again to the Happy Home Podcast. As always, I am your host, and my name is Taya Luko. As I like to say, this is a podcast that is focused on happiness in life and marriage, and the HAPPY is an acronym that stands for Happy, Authentic, Purposeful, and Powerful You. And I talk about everything to do with relationships, with life, with being a better person. We're just living that life that you were created to live. I don't do this alone. I have guests with me and today is no different. I have another very special guest today on the show and her name is Elizabeth Kisser. Can you tell me if I pronounced that right? You sure did, yes. All right. And today we're talking about ADHD and how it affects relationships. And I find this topic particularly very interesting because I think it's an area where people do not really know a lot. I know that I am green when it comes to ADHD, but Elizabeth is going to be helping us out. And Elizabeth is a registered therapeutic counselor. She's going to tell us what that is and what they do. And she's a coach that focuses on neural divergence, knowing exactly what that's like you are a person living with ADHD. And so you're the best person to really bring enlightenment to my listeners and to myself and to anybody who's listening on what it does to the person that is living with it and what it does to the people that are around them. So welcome, Elizabeth. And thank you for agreeing to do this with me. Welcome. Yeah, Thank you for
0: having me on. Yes. Thank you so much. So um, as a therapeutic counsellor, I deal primarily with challenges, traumas that people go through and helping them move through the different stages they are in in their challenges. Um, Neurodivergence, more specifically, the ADHD is my primary focus and where I continue to upgrade my education in. And I've gone this route because I've lived it all my life. I've lived it for 58 years. Uh, went through a a, gen- a whole generation where nobody knew what that was, and even now it's something that's still so new. So growing up with the um, the judgments, the the stereotyping, uh, shaming, and it really affected my feelings of self worth, I felt like I was worth nothing. And just the whole chain reaction of everything, it just put me in a not healthy place in my life. Some of them being, of course, not feeling good about myself. I thought that I wasn't very smart. I had people say, hey, maybe you should take an academic route, you know, or like, or take a, you know, take a vocation. Because you don't have to have smarts or anything like that. And that really hurt me.
1: But I I proved them wrong. And And you are uh, here today. Amazing. Amazing. A lot of the things that you're saying, you actually are right. It's not something that a lot of people know about. I can confess immediately and say that it's not something that I am also familiar with. And you talk about neurodivergence, neural divergence. I just want for you to just tell my listeners. What exactly is ADHD? You know what the symptoms are. Neurodivergence. Please just you know let us know into that world. What is it about? Yeah, yeah Thank you. Uh, so,
0: neurodivergence is an umbrella uh, word for things like ADHD, uh, autism, Asperger's syndrome, and anything to to do with the brain. Yeah, so ADHD stands for attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And some people say ADD, so attention deficit disorder. However, it's it's all ADHD. People just misunderstand the hyperactivity part. It shows up different mm. in males than it does in females. So in uh, a woman, the hyperactivity can be in the mind. The mind is always going. There's always mm. things going on in the mind. Wow. Or there's the... the Fidgeting or moving in the chair or playing with a pen, or always having something in your hand, playing with the hair, these sort of things. Those are all components of the hyperactivity as well as, as self-stimulating uh, traits. And the thing is, it's not a deficit. It truly isn't. I prefer to call it vast and so which is also an, an acronym which stands for variable attention stimulation traits.
1: Variable and attention stimulation, stimulation
0: traits. traits. Yes.
1: Yes because there
0: there's so many layers that come to it. And focus oh definitely there can be hyperfocus. What
1: does that hyper look like Hyperfocus
0: means that you're, that you're that you are so focused on the task that you are doing, you're just engrossed in it, so engaged in it, because you're fascinated with it, it holds your attention. And you can start this at 7am and realize 4pm. I think I'm hungry, Uh, my, my, I'm getting a headache, I'm getting irritable. Oh, I've been at this all day. Wow. So that's, that's, I mean, that's an extreme case. However, those are things that can happen because uh, ADHD has so many layers. It shows up with many symptoms that people don't even realize. Tell me some
1: of the symptoms and the
0: layers. Yes. So some of the symptoms that come along with ADHD, uh, the common ones, of course, are the physical activity. But physical activity, you know, people think of, you know, Young boys, quite often having the verbal outburst, being loud, bouncing all over the place. However, it can show up in other ways as well. It can show up with just moving in your chair quite a bit always having something on the go it, let's say if you you have projects that you're working on multiple projects that don't get finished or take years to even finish one mm-hmm. or interrupting into conversations or mm-hmm. saying things blurting something out and it's just like oops i can't take that back you know so no verbal filter uh those are part of the uh the hyperactivity parts but there's also the A lot of educational challenges a person might have dyslexia, um, or they could have um, the challenges with with reading with words or or, uh, dysgraphia, or with math. Uh, dysrhythmia having problems with numbers so those are some other things that can have it can show up as oppositional defiance uh, obsessive compulsive disorder other things a person with adhd can frequently lose things or misplace things be disorganized they'll have clutter piles Uh, sometimes like their their workspace or their physical space will be very disorganized or things pile up uh, takes a oh, long time. show up
1: in so many different ways. Oh, oh, wow.
0: That's not even the tip of the iceberg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. And uh, a common one is if telling someone and an person with ADHD to do something, they'll catch about the first bit of it. But if there's a longer explanation, they will not hear the rest of it. Or if you give them multiple tasks to do, once you get beyond three, they become overwhelmed even just hearing it. So, yeah, and they will forget things that are not written down. Mm. So it can be a huge source of frustration and confusion, forgetfulness, being late frequently. Mm. And in relationships, that can cause a lot of friction where people think that's like, oh, you're a narcissist or you just don't respect me because you're always interrupting my conversation or you're always late, or, you you know, I ask you to, you know, take out the garbage, to take the dog for a walk, and pick up some milk, and you might do one of those things. And it, and it might be something that it's the same things that repeat over and over. So to uh, a person that is not ADHD, it, they don't get it. They don't yeah. understand why it's not it, it just seems like the other person is being disrespectful. In yeah. reality, they're not. It's an actual physical, neurological difference in the structure of the brain and the chemicals that are released in the brain to perform properly. So they want to perform optimally. They want to bring everything to the table that's being requested of them. They want to be like everyone else, but they don't have the physical ability to do it on their own and unfortunately over 90 percent of adults that have adhd aren't even aware of it
1: and And i was going to ask how did you come to that place of awareness knowing that you 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 have adhd when was it and how did it happen
0: yeah, well, part of it is my own background. I do also have a background in nursing as well as special needs education That's and facilitator. So I worked with special a needs. Yeah, I worked with special needs for years and years. I also have an adult son that has autism. So yeah. I've been engrossed in it all of my life. Mm. And when I just started, I think it was probably in high school, I had my first eye exam and my optometrist said, oh, you have dyslexia. select like, what?
1: <laughs> and then it was a
0: little bit later on that I discovered, oh, I have ADHD.
1: How did you make that discovery? I'm interested in knowing because, you know, you said a lot of people are living with it. They do not know. So how does one come to that place where you actually make that discovery about yourself?
0: Well, part of it was the, the factor of the educational background. and knowing what to look for and then realizing that i had it and where it really stood out most was motivation really sometimes it was just so difficult to get motivated to Mm. do things and that's called adhd paralysis so you know the person wants to get things get on get on with things and get moving but it's really hard to and that would show up for me so And then with the focus factor, unless it's something of interest, it's really hard to focus on it, but it can be made interesting for the person to focus on. Mm. But what I did is like I, at the time, I was actually driving special needs school bus. And I just, you know, I just don't have the attention span that I uh, should have for the amount of time that I'm driving too easily distracted by the kids. And I don't have the the, the the ability to just sit there and drive. My body wants to, to move. And just I found it was just interfering with so many things, mm. and especially the, the focus factor. So I got a diagnosis and started on medications. and it made the world a difference. I feel like whatever a normal person should feel like, and on the days that I don't take uh, medications, I notice the difference. It's oh. it's like oh my gosh, it takes forever for me to just even get dressed if it's a day off for me. So, so there it, are medications so many, that help to manage. Oh, it. so many. There are so so many medications, and some people uh, they don't like to go the the medication route because they think they they hear that that uh, the myth that think they think of of um, Ritalin. Well, and then they think it's like, oh no, I had my child on it. They, you know, no, it was it was terrible when they were coming down from it. Well, that's a very old medication. And some people think that it's addictive. It's not. And they say, oh, I don't want to be on a stimulant. It's like, well, it doesn't act the way you think it does. What it does is the neurotransmitters in the brain are not working properly. So for a person that has ADHD. Uh, what's happening is the the neurons are not firing the same. They're slower, and the uptake of the norepinephrine, the uh, adrenaline, the dopamine, and you know all of the different hormones that are released into the body, they're not released the same, and they're not uptake the same. It's considerably less. So because it's considerably less, the person with ADHD if they're not on medications, they're going to be always seeking the dopamine hit somehow. Mm. And it often comes out in consequences that are not good. So it could come out in eating, it could come out in smoking, it can come out in risky behavior, Uh, it can come out in over sexuality, it can come out in risk taking. Mm. So like doing risky sports, or just not even thinking because of the, the, uh, the cognitive processing, it's, it's not quite the same. They're not able to think ahead. It's just like, Oh, yeah, that wasn't a good idea to do this. Now there's a physical consequence. So they wow. tend to get injured more. And unfortunately, a person that is undiagnosed or not treating their ADHD in some form, they actually can have a shorter lifespan anywhere from seven to 12 years because of all the risk factors and all of the layers that come with it.
1: There seems to be a lot of layers. So you really have to know what is happening going on with you. You talk about the fact that it also impacts relationships. And and I know that with you, it had an impact in your own relationship. Do you want to um, tell us a bit about how that you know, played out and how it impacted with yeah. your own relationship. What well, even should look out for.
0: Yeah, even from uh, a young girl, it impacted all of my relationships because of the the way I interacted, and also too, a person with ADHD tends to be much more vulnerable to predators and to toxic people. So chances are, if you meet someone that has ADHD. There's a really good chance that they have been abused in some form or another. Mm. So I was through many toxic relationships. And unfortunately, as much as my my uh my first marriage um was was um, quite quite toxic. It was he was very focused on him and I had no idea of signs to look for. So, I mean, I didn't know any better. And then, yeah, and he just ended up scootering off after he got uh, somebody pregnant. And my son just left me to raise my son. And then later on, several years down the road, I remarried. I was married for
1: 14 years. And when you thought, remarried, did you know that at the time then you were living with ADHD? Your first marriage? I did, marriage and I your did not marriage. no. Okay. No, it was
0: actually in my second marriage. It wasn't until I was probably in my early 40s okay. that that I realized that I had ADHD. Um, so I thought, okay, I'd had all these toxic relationships. And I thought, uh, you know, I got to find, you know, I want to be in a healthy relationship. And people would say, meet someone in the church, meet someone in the church. And I did. So my husband was the pastor's right hand. And he was an evangelist. He was on fire for God and just really, really loved God. However, that doesn't mean that he was in line with God.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, yeah. And it was actually the most dangerous relationship that I'd ever been. It was, it was toxic on, on so many levels. Of course, now years later, I, I, have so much more understanding and appreciation for him it was actually the termination of the relationship when i went into counseling and learned so much so i actually have an appreciation and understanding about him now and uh, of course it doesn't excuse a lot of the behaviors that he had and, but other behaviors it it explains so i i actually have a good relationship with him with now. Him. Yeah, but it did, it really interfered in so many ways with the lack of follow through when I'd ask for help doing certain things, the lack of follow through or getting into commit. Addictions is another thing that a person with ADHD can be involved with. And so Yes. Yeah. Because it's another way to get that dopamine hit. And okay. it can be any kind of an addiction. Okay. So, yeah. So, one of his addictions was was throwing away money. He just, wow. he could never get on the same page as me financially. And he kept creating debt, 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 debt. Okay. And it, it was so really- he
1: also had ADHD. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, wow. And he and didn't it, yeah. know
1: it either.
0: No, he still doesn't know it. Oh, wow. <laughs> The, he still doesn't. He, know, he's
1: not getting any help. That's that. That's what I make from that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and which is really unfortunate because it affects his health. Um, eating was one of the ways that I'd mentioned about the dopamine hits, mm-hmm. and so because of his dietary habits, he ended up uh, getting diabetes. Hmm. So yeah, and it was actually it's only been within the last couple of months when I really started to put things together. Just like okay he also had adhd which you know and sometimes it can work and it work really well in a relationship when people know how to communicate with each other understand okay here's my strengths and here's your strengths you do your strengths i'll do my my strengths and we'll find some way to work the other ones in between so it can work definitely but the key factor is is knowing where the challenges are
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then it's like okay we know what the challenges are now we can work with them could you and, tell
1: me though what would some of those challenges possibly be you know because I think this uh, is really important for people mm-hmm. to know because if I don't know what I'm dealing with how do I know how to handle it yeah so what what would some of these challenges that someone I mean like someone could be listening to you now and say wow we're dealing with these challenges could it Mm -hmm. be that this is what we're actually dealing with and we're not aware yeah well one one of
0: of the ways is of course I mentioned about the vulnerability aspect and it allows unhealthy relationships people that can't be abusive so one of the ways that a person might say, I don't get it. It feels like the relationship is abusive. But then you see other things that that, you know, where it shows love. But so there's the confusion factors like, well, one day I think maybe maybe this person's a narcissist or a sociopath, but one, but maybe, but then some of the characteristics of that aren't there. Hmm. And so, you know what, it might be a, a blend of both. So that's that's one aspect of it. There's the aspect of addictions. If somebody has addictions, nobody has an addiction because they want to, there's pain underneath that they're trying to escape and also trying for the dopamine hit. So that could be a physical addiction, a substance addiction, thrill seeking addiction, a gambling addiction, a sexual addiction, pornography addiction. Those, those are all things that can show, yeah, that can show up with as being ADHD clutter constant clutter in yeah, it might be clean in some areas but clutter in other areas the physical clutter so one person might say I can't keep the bedroom clean like can we just not make the bed every day hmm. but you know or one person's like I'm always making the bed you're never making it so that's another thing it's 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 like oh yeah I forgot that, and you know the forgetting aspect it's like well how can you forget the same thing over and over you do it day after day mm. well it's it's the neurological processing wow, wow. so that's another way in, uh, as well as communication styles um the two people could be talking one person could be sharing and the person with adhd right in the middle of the words just bursts into the conversation and starts talking so they might say you're always talking over me and it's not mm. that they need to talk over. That's just one more characteristic. Mm. Or there's the the honeydew list. Honeydew you know, the, list. The honeydew, yes. Yeah, honey, can you do this and do this and oh. do this? <laughs> the oh. honeydew list, yeah. Um, when when uh, sometimes people say, okay, can you do A, B, C, and D on your day off? Or can you do those things on your day off? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, I can do that. One thing gets done. It's like, um, what happened to all the other things that you were supposed to do? What other things? Well, I said to do A, B, C, and D. Oh, I I don't I didn't remember that. Hmm. And that's another aspect too. The person with ADHD, if you have several things you want them to do, you give them a list. However, you never. Give them more than three items on that list and you need to prioritize them because there's more than three items. They will become overwhelmed. Wow. Overwhelm uh, is one of the layers of ADHD. So um, if there's uh, quite often in women, it shows up differently so a husband might might say you know what you're always so over emotional you, you're so reactive you're so sensitive you're just way too sensitive that's being a highly sensitive person which is how would it show up in a man better. though um it, the same thing could show up in, a man, in as well. a man as well but the difference between the man and a woman is a doctor or someone else will just blame it on the hormones. It's like, oh, you're just, you know, you're just having hormone swings. Your hormones are shifting or PMS or you're pregnant. But no, it's not. It's not bad. Yeah. Or anxiety, chronic anxiety. So, yeah, yeah, those are other things where, you know, it's like your your spouse will be always anxious all of the time. Mm. So these are different ways where it shows up, where it can cause problems in the relationship or consistency, you know, one person wants to, well, we tried that rest. we've been to this restaurant three, four times, so let's try another restaurant. But that other restaurant is an unknown. And the unknown is more scary for a person with ADHD than the person without.
1: The unknown is more scary for a person with ADHD.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Than a person without. Well. Yeah. So they need
0: that. They need that frequent structure, that consistency. Oh. It, it helps them out in
1: life. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, what I'm get hearing you say is that oftentimes couples are having challenges in their relationship and they're frustrated with each other and they're not even aware that these things are happening because maybe one person or even both of them has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so the things that you want to see happening or your expectations are not being met. Not because the person doesn't want to meet them, not because the person intentionally wants to frustrate you, but because the person is dealing with, you know, a particularly a particular wiring of brain that is different from, I, I don't want to use the normal person because of the, an ADHD, somebody with ADHD is also normal. It's just that yeah. they're, non. They're, they're, they're different. Either the non or the, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking, how do you then make relationship work? So for instance, you are married to somebody who has, who is ADHD, but you're not. What are the things that you would need to show to them or be to that person that can make them feel that you're understanding and that you're empathetic to to who they are as a person?
0: Well, the first thing is, Don't shame them because in families, whether it's parents, siblings, spouses, there is so much judgment and shaming on things like, well, get it together. Don't be so lazy. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's getting to know that person and understanding and getting to know what exactly ADHD is, the many layers where it can show up and what are what those layers are in your in your spouse is uh, a huge starting factor, because then you'll know how to support them. Mm. So um, if uh, a person knows that with with their spouse, it's, it's motivation is the issue, they have a hard time being motivated to get started. Well, then we can look at that and work around that. It's like, okay, how do we, how does the other person help? How do I, you know, help set you up for success? So it's about learning the areas where, yeah. So it's where the struggles are like, okay, how do we set you up for success?
1: I like what you just said, you know, learning the areas where the struggles are. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that you need to be invested in that person, invested in your relationship. You're looking beyond yourself and just taking that time out to really, you know, connect and identify with your partner. And what are the areas of struggles and what can I do or how can I be to you to help you through these areas? I think that's very important.
0: It is because a good, healthy marriage is not about what you're doing for me or what you should be doing for me or what I should be getting out of the relationship. It's how can I serve? How do I serve you best? And how can I stand strong on my own so that we can come together and be like
1: this? Wow. I love that. We don't have to
0: be like this all the time because when we're like this all the time, when one falls, they both fall. Mm. So to be able to be like this, one can call, fall and the other will catch. That is so beautiful. And, then, and then they can come together when when they choose. And they can support each other. Wow, I really and have love that. Beautiful, that. Yeah. Have I that love beautiful that description. I love yeah. That description. So many people that, you know, they they come to me for the
1: couples counseling. It's usually because there's undiagnosed ADHD. I or was going to ask you how, how yeah. you, because you've been there you've you're, you are living that life. How do you help or how can people reach you? You know, somebody might be hearing this and they're like, oh, this is, I never, this, it, 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 it's just light bulbs going off
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: need help. So how can they connect with you? How can they reach you? What kind of help do you offer? I, off, I offer all sorts
0: of things. I have do-it-yourself programs. I have monthly, monthly memberships where we meet online and we cover certain topics, uh, learn, learn different strategies. So I have different types of monthly memberships. I do group coaching sessions anywhere from as little as six weeks to a year, depending on how much time and how deep a person wants to go into investing in themselves and in their relationships to be the best person they're able to be. And take that everything from that chaos, that friction, The the anguish and the pain that comes from not knowing how to work with the ADHD to turning around, having peace, having harmony, having that mental, emotional health, and making the ADHD now your superpower.
1: Whoa, I love that. Making the ADHD your superpower. That is so, so brilliant, so powerful you work yeah. with couples teaching them how to you know navigate and how to support each other and yes. i think that is so amazing because honestly i can just imagine how frustrating it would be for the person who is living with adhd and you know being with a partner that just doesn't get you and you, maybe you don't even get yourself because you probably don't even know it as well so there can be so much frustration And honestly, that can be a terrible place to be. And so knowing that people like you are available, I think that is really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I will share your links. I will put it in the show notes. Yeah. And I I also, I work with individuals as well as groups
0: and couples online or in person, depending on where you're located. I'm in uh, central Alberta. Okay. So if you can't come to me, then there's always online. Thank okay.
1: God for the virtual world. Thank That's you, Lord. <laughs> one of the benefits of COVID, the virtual yes. world. Is, yes. Look you can reach beauty. anybody, anywhere on the planet. And the friends we've been able to make. Yes. 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 Look at me and you connecting. Exactly. And, you know, yes. <laughs> it's, it's really It's amazing. beautiful. Yes, so
0: they can reach me. My uh, my, bis- my business name is Agape Transitions. Yes, I see And that, that was inspired by God. So wow. Agape, A-G-A-P-E, transitions.com. That is my website. Uh, you can contact me through email. So Agape, T-C-C-1. So Agape Transitions Counseling and Coaching, number one, okay. at gmail.com uh I am on Instagram under Elizabeth Kisser Gold, but it's Kisser is spelled K-I-Z-R Dash okay. Gold. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that is my author name for for my books. Mm. Um, and those are yeah, those are the best ways to reach it me. Reach I
1: you. Also, you also I have a YouTube, also YouTube channel.
0: Yes, I, I do that
1: as well. YouTube wow. Channel. So yeah. there's so many ways in which people can connect with you, and that I think is brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Wow, this has been um, an amazing, amazing, amazing. T- I love the conversation that we've just had. I am definitely going away richer. I just want to ask you for your last words. You know, what would you say to maybe a person out there, a couple out there? You know, what are the words that you would say to them?
0: I would say to the couples, you're having challenges. You look back to what it was that first attracted you to. Your spouse? Why did you love them back then? And remember, that's still there, Mm. and you can get there again. And for the person that, if you suspect there might be ADHD or you know there's ADHD, but it's untreated, get a diagnosis, and then you can look at best ways for treatment. And medication is not the only way. i use so many i incorporate so many different things for myself as well as for my to find things that work for them yeah
1: take care of yourself you know that thing that you just said about getting a diagnosis is so important Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we we people could be in denial not wanting to put a name to it so that getting a diagnosis is really critical to actually be able to say, oh, it's like, I have this headache, I have this headache, I have this headache. What is causing that headache? Let me go and find out and get that diagnosis. And that's the first step to to me getting Mm -hmm. help. Yeah, because in in the end,
0: you're still going to be the same person. Mm -hmm. Now you know, okay, now you know what tools you're going to be looking for that work for whatever it is. Also, another benefit with that is if a person's going to school or wants to go to school, they have that diagnosis. Um, I know in Canada, this might be in other places too, it is a registered disability, recognized and registered disability. So you can get uh, supports for your educational training, uh, longer times to do exams, private areas to do exams, longer time to hand in assignments. Things like that, uh, educational aids, all sorts of things like that. If you're in the workforce, it, you know, especially if you work in a larger company and you're not performing the way that you know you could, then that's something that you can bring to your employer and the, uh, there and compensations made for that too. That's actually legislation. And if a person says, well, I don't want other people to know, it's also very important that you know the the employer it's the same as it, medical records nobody's going to go looking you know saying oh hey sonzo has this and this and this with their medical records because it would fall in that same category so it would still be kept um, confidential it's great yeah confidential mm-hmm. yeah it oh, so so can much. be you can work with it in so many ways so many ways and there are just so many medications that are available that work different ways depending on what a person needs
1: Mm. you know uh, what as you were speaking what one something dropped in my mind and that is that enlightenment brings empowerment yes enlightenment brings empowerment thank you so so much elizabeth thank you for for coming on as a guest and so there we have it Thank you for being part of yet another episode of the Happy Home Podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have enjoyed having this conversation with Elizabeth. ADHD is not something that you should be ashamed of. It's not a death sentence. You don't have to live a life hiding your head under the rock. You can live a normal life. You just need to get the diagnosis and seek the help that you need to be able to live a normal, fulfilling and happy life. And Elizabeth is available. I'm going to put her details in the show notes. She's also put it out there. Thank you so much once again for being part of this episode. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Happy Home Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, or Spotify. Check out my website, www.tayealuku.coach for all the great resources. You'll find the link to my website in the show notes. You will also want to get my happy home affirmations. These are eight powerful audio affirmations that will completely transform the energy in your home. Link is also in the show notes. See you on the next episode. God bless.